0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You guys love this. We get to talk to John Clayton, the professor, ESPN, and he is all about that football. And the Dolphins right now are all about winning, John. This is amazing. The Dolphins haven't won seven games in a row. If they can pull this off Sunday in Baltimore. Since 1985, since Dan Marino's like second or third year in the league, trying to get that seventh win in a row, are you buying into the Dolphins as a playoff team, John?
2: Uh, Not yet. I still have to you know, watch the going against better teams because they've been able to do it against the easy schedule. We kind of predicted that they would be able to go on a nice run here, but this is going to be the big test. And you got more tests coming up because uh, the, the idea, if you're going to make the playoffs, is obviously it's going to be a wild card because they're not going to catch the New England Patriots. It's just a matter, of can you catch the teams in the AFC West? And what helped certainly was Kansas City getting the victory over Denver because now Denver possibly has that sixth uh, seed in play and that's up for grabs but you know you have to beat baltimore with a tough schedule Pretty much, I think it comes down to uh, the winner of that Miami-Buffalo game having the chance. But catching Denver is still going to be the challenge. And right now, uh, you know, they have to win a couple games against good teams to be able to do it.
3: John, there's a lot of excitement, of course, over this win streak and over the way Ryan Tannehill has been performing. Baltimore has a great run defense. I'm, I'm worried about this matchup. I mean, we've had a good win streak here, but we did. And we had a good win over the 49ers, but it's the 49ers. And they came down to the last play of the game.
2: Yeah, no question. And that's why I think this is going to probably be the very similar thing because you look at Baltimore, they're not real big on scoring points, but they're very good on defense. And they're very disruptive with their front seven, particularly on their defensive line. And that's where the problem is going to come in, you know, because Ryan Tannehill during this streak, and again, it started with Pittsburgh, which of course is a good team. And then, uh, you know, Buffalo was a nice win. But then you got the four games against, you know, the Jets, the Chargers, the Rams, and the 49ers. That gets the confidence going, but now you have to go back and and see what they can do against a pretty good football team. Not a great football team, but a pretty good football team. So that's going to be the challenge. And this is really going to be the challenge, particularly for the offensive line, because with the injuries that are there, that has to be concerning. And it puts a lot on Ryan Tannehill and the running game.
1: I want to remind the listeners, you can text in or call in to talk to John Clayton, ask him a question, anything about the NFL or your Miami Dolphins. 67974 is the text line, and then seven eight six three sixty zero seven ninety, And we'll make sure you get your question answered from John Clayton. When it comes to Ryan Tannehill, we keep hearing about Adam Gates, quarterback whisperer, and Tannehill's better, and he's improving. Hey, last six games, nine touchdowns, one interception. Can you give me something specific that you've noticed watching
2: Tannehill that is improved? I think what was the the predictable thing that Adam was going to try to do, he just looks better in control at the line of scrimmage. I think certainly the fourth quarter accuracy, the, what he's been able to do in fourth quarters, is good because that's what, need, what needs to happen from good quarterbacks. I mean, you take control of games in the fourth quarter, and then you pull out the victories, and I think he's done a good job there, but I think I think what you can see is that Adam does such a good job of, one, building the confidence of the quarterback, and then, two, allowing that quarterback to go make the adjustments and show more leadership at the line of scrimmage. And that's what he did with Jay Cutler. Certainly, you know, he didn't have to do too much with Peyton Manning, but he worked well enough with Peyton Manning to be able to do that. So uh, you can see a a little bit more variety, I think, in the offense. And you know he's also been able to cover for uh, some of the offensive line problems and be able to avoid some of the hits that you might have
3: looking at the NFL some of the NFL power rankings this week going into week 13 the dolphins seem to be around 10th for people sitting behind quite a few 7 and 4 teams like the falcons the lions the broncos all those teams rating better but the dolphins rating uh, you know above the ravens is that where you'd put them as well
2: ah uh, maybe because i guess i am not totally sold on baltimore yet uh you know what you look at is that they, their offense has just been really reasonably disappointing because they haven't had a real consistent running game. They've had some injuries themselves on the offensive line. Joe Flacco has been throwing shorter than he normally throws, which, of course, is a little unusual. So uh, and I think in many ways, yeah, you probably do because with the, with the winning streak, you put them over there. But, of course, uh, this is now the matchup that really starts to determine where this Dolphin team is.
4: Every time I keep seeing Seattle, I think that they're coming back and they're making their way back to that Super Bowl push. But then again, last weekend, we saw what happened with them in Tampa losing 14-5. to What did you make of that game in Tampa last weekend? Did you think that Jameis Winston has arrived at some point in time, or is this like one of those bump in the road that Seattle might be suffering?
2: This was clearly a bump in the road because in the Philadelphia game the week before, they suffered 8-10 to 10 injuries that uh, carried over and really affected their play. You know, they have lost pretty much almost in the entire backfield. Two running backs got bad injuries injuries, particularly CJ Procise who was starting to, you know, get some more play at the backfield position. Thomas Rawls, the starting running back who had just missed almost half the season, had come back and he was injured so during the week and so he missed two days of practice. They missed half their secondary. Earl Thomas was out, Deshaun Shedd, a cornerback was out, a linebacker was out, and then the real killer was Justin Britt, who has emerged as probably their best offensive lineman, a guy who started at right tackle, moved to left guard, and then came over at center and has been playing pretty much at all near Pro Bowl level, he gets an ankle injury and he couldn't go. So they technically started the game with three rookies. So the blocking, the run blocking, that was all falling apart. The defense, because of no Thomas, starts to get off to a slow start, giving up two touchdown drives, and just everything got out of sync. And so it was more of a bump in the road than anything else. They go into this week's game against Carolina with maybe about six guys that they had missing, maybe able to play, including Earl Thomas.
3: Since Brett brought up that game, the Bucks are six and five. What do you make of Jameis Winston? I was excited about him coming into this season, but it's hard for me to figure him out.
2: No, I like him a lot. I think, uh, one, I think you can see he's playing in control. You know, sometimes it looked a little too conservative last week, but I think they do that for the intention because, you know, he can be a little bit of a guy that'll take aggressive throws and gets too many interceptions, but I think he's cut down on that. I mean, he's now, I think, better in the last couple weeks because he's got a running game. He didn't have it for some time when Doug Martin had the hamstring injury and wasn't able to go, and so uh, I really like the way he's going, and really, when you think about it, the rises of both Tennessee and Tampa Bay are in part because of the quarterback play and these two quarterbacks Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston I think are two rising stars
1: John Clayton with us here on 790 the ticket you mentioned before Joe Flacco throwing it short and you know I have to admit I watch Dolphins games every week I haven't seen a lot of Ravens football and I found that surprising I just saw the numbers he's third last in the NFL in yards per attempt only above Blake Bortles and Brock Osweiler Uh, this is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who
2: was noted at the time throwing it downfield. What's happening there, John? Well, you know, they've already had a change in offensive coordinators and that uh you can see that they weren't happy they weren't running the ball enough and then uh, the the plays pretty much have been underneath. You know, they don't even though they have Mike Wallace, I mean, you know, they start it's almost like the same thing uh you saw in Miami. You know, Mike still hasn't been able to consistently get synced up deep and Flacco, you know, historically has loved to kind of just stand there and throw the ball. Yeah. I think in part, you know, they you could say maybe a little underachieving by Joe Flacco, not being able to get the ball downfield. Some of it's the offensive line because of some injuries and they've had to adjust and throw short. But it just they've been able to consistently just get the ball downfield.
3: We have to ask you about the Cowboys, of course. Are the Cowboys the best team in the NFL?
2: I'd say right now, but I think that they can be topped if Seattle can get back and get healthy. And certainly New England's going to be right up there in the mix. But what you like about and this is tonight's game, is really huge in many ways because with minnesota's defense minnesota's defense can be the one that kind of gives the league the direction on what you need to do to stop the cowboys because it's a very good defense if they can first stop the run with ezekiel elliott and then try to take away some of the running plays of dak prescott in the read option that will be a trigger to teams like seattle because the one thing you know with the cowboys they're not that great on defense you can get yards on them and they don't get turnovers they have a very shaky pass rush and so if if you can get them into a game where the defense is going to be on the field more than 28, 29 minutes, then they're vulnerable. But with the offensive play calling that they have with Scott Linehan, their ability to run and possess the ball, that's what makes them good, and that's been the formula. But a team like Minnesota can get them out of that formula.
1: John, we've seen reports the NFL is considering
2: doing away with Thursday night football. Should they? Uh, they got to consider some changes or something to make the product better. But they've come back, and, and even Jerry Jones said it. They're, they're not going to give up Thursday Night Football. It's too much money. I mean, they're still trying to uh, make it so it can be a billion dollar property. And at this stage, it's not. Because you can see it's tougher for teams to come back off a Sunday game and consistently play. The quality of the games have not been there. And so uh, what they have to try to look at and what they'll have to consider, can you work in some bye weeks? You can't do it all the way because, you know, you know that in the first three weeks in the last month of the season, there are no bye weeks. And so you know that maybe you can readjust the schedule and help it out with a bye week before Thursday game. It may be half of some of the games, but not in all of them. But they've got to do something to get the quality of the game Because you can see there's a drag because a lot of concussion guys can't make it back and a lot of players can't make it back from injuries.
1: Now's the time to get your questions in for John Clayton. Some good ones already via text. 67974. Text the show your question for John Clayton from ESPN or give us a call. 786-360-0790. We're back with John Clayton on 790 After This.
3: Win the ultimate tailgate experience from Sedanos and party with Romberg each week. Upload a photo of your tailgate to Instagram using the hashtag Romberg's recipe or upload it to our website at theticketmiami.com. Each week, Romberg will pick one qualifier who will win a $50 gift card to Sedanos. Grand Pies winner gets tickets to the Dolphins game parking and the ultimate tailgate with the Brett Romberg. Food provided, of course, by Sedanos at the December
4: 11th Arizona Cardinal game. And John, if you are in town and you're waking up from your big night at live nightclub on the beach i i cordially invite you to that game as well very nice of you to do that thank you and you're it's very john, welcome john
3: strikes you as as a live guy more mm. as opposed yeah, to yeah, but john doesn't show he's up more until of at a least no, he doesn't
4: space. show up at least until 233 yeah. Yeah. Really? 233 that's when john goes ahead and gets the outfit lays it out on the bed and gets his hair ready to go and he's in the club probably 330 strong ready for closing hours at around five or Six, my guess. Is Timing
1: the- is everything. That's that's perfect <laughs> answer. Tootsie's post game. Um, yeah. Moving on now, John. Really glad to have you back. Second segment, John Clayton answering your questions here on Seven Ninety The Ticket. And this one's a good one. I'm actually interested in this. Was this is supposed to be Tannehill's make or break year? Texter says with his contract set to inflate, has he done enough with Gates to warrant keeping him and, pay, and paying him?
2: Oh yeah, I would say so. I, I, I'm a, probably in the area. There's always there's always such an over criticism of quarterbacks and I still go back to what are the alternatives who are you going to get to be able to replace him and I think the fact that uh, you know they are winning they're seven and four you know he's been able to move the football sure and I think you know what's helped him has been the running game because uh, just having a running game you know you don't have to have as much pressure on Ryan Tannehill and I think there's a balancing act that's very very important so I think that he's definitely done enough because you look at that market I mean first off The draft is going to be disappointing for trying to get a quarterback. There's not really a top five quarterback that is going to be drafted. More of guys in the first round, second round, mid-first round. So, no, I think that uh, he's done enough because, again, if you don't like him, who are you going to get to replace him?
3: This question coming in on the text line for John at 67974. John, are the Redskins done?
2: Oh, no. No. I mean, they've got a great chance to make the playoffs because you look at what Kirk Cousins has been able to do. You talk about a quarterback that's playing for money and he's making, you know, going to make considerable money. He's a franchise guy at the worst case scenario. They're going to franchise him, but they probably have the best chance to get that sixth seed because the way it looks. I mean, still, when you're breaking down the playoff picture for the wild cards, and you know, with the chances of an NFC East team and an AFC West team twice are good. And you look at the Redskins, they play some very good football. Their defense has been okay, but offensively, Kirk Cousins getting it done.
1: And now a question on the phone for John Clayton. George, you're on 790.
4: Hey, good morning, John. Um, question. Um, you take last year offensive line with the Dallas Cowboys, and I always, you know, had to debate with some co-workers and friends. Um, with Zeke and Dak behind this line, I really think these guys are special as rookies, and um, your take on the quarterbacks and the running backs that was there last year, they couldn't get the job done the way they, these rookies are getting it done this year.
2: No doubt. And it's, it's a great combination. And both uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott will get some considerations, probably not winning it, for MVP. But when you put together just that whole formula, it's working so well. You know, a couple of years ago when Tony Romo was handing off to DeMarco Murray, that was a good combination that got them to 12 wins. But now which I you can see is even more out of this offense. Dak is just amazing. He's kind of like a young Russell Wilson in the sense that he just doesn't make mistakes. And every time he's uh, looking downfield on a handoff or a throw, he's always trying to make sure he gets the right play. He's smart. Elliott has just been so durable. I think they've got to make one consideration, though. Starting tonight and maybe uh, or next week, they've got to start lightening the load because if you don't want to wear out Ezekiel Elliott because it's one thing to ride that 400-touch season uh, which is a lot, but it does wear you down. And but I think right now the combination works so well. And you're right. Last year they didn't get enough out of the running game, and that's what hurt them.
3: John, do we have time for just one more question? We're getting a, a lot of questions about the Raiders. What are the you know are they going to make the Super Bowl? And a texter asks if they do very well this season, does that help them stay in Oakland?
2: Uh, really the, their play on the field doesn't affect anything as far as what's going to happen in their future. But, you know, first they've got to make the playoffs, which I think they have a great chance to do. It'll take it one step at a time. And right now at nine and two, they look great. But a lot of things are going on right now. You know that Mark Davis is not going to negotiate anymore with the city of Oakland because he got the deal from the state of Nevada. But Oakland is now presenting a $1.2 billion stadium offer to NFL owners, and if that looks good, there's going to be a little bit of competition. There's still some things that they have to resolve about Vegas because owners are reluctant to move out of the Bay Area into a smaller market for TV purposes. That's one consideration. Next week, I think they're going to start to really – Get some information about what the market is as far as ticket sales and possibilities because they've got to determine, are there enough people to buy tickets uh, on a regular basis to support an NFL team? So there's a lot in the cards, but really the play of the Raiders is not affecting it. All it's doing is making Raider fans happy, and they should be.
1: As always, really good stuff from John Clayton. We appreciate that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?